Welcome everyone to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. I am your host, Chris. As always, joined by my co-host, Sean. Hey, I'm back and better than ever. I'm back! Yeah. And John. Hello, everybody. Woohoo. And later on, they're not here right now because we did the interview yesterday. We're going to have a very special guest to talk about a game she loved. John doesn't know her at all. Yeah. (laughs) But she's a close friend of mine. Wait. It's a her? (laughs) I went to school with her. Girls don't play video games. Uh, Yeah, they do, bro. Oh. They're called gamer girls. I introduced her to to Sailor Jerry, and she cursed me for it. And I think John did, too. That was delicious. That's that's delicious stuff. It is delicious, but it's evil. Golly. It is evil. Dries you out. Sean. Do you know what time it is? Topic. <laughs> no. Oh, it's the time of the show where I tell people if they want to don't want to hear some banter. Oh, yeah. That time. They should look at the topic notes and uh, it will tell them when the topic time actually starts and they can go find out who this lovely guest is that we have on today. Uh, but you know what? Before you do that. <laughs> But first, yeah, but first, um, an announcement, <laughs> major I'm, announcement, major. I'm, ner- I'm nervous right now. Why are, are you nervous? Sweaty, you know, spaghetti and stuff. My heart's palpitating. So I don't know how else to say it. So I'm just going to say it directly and straight up. Next week, we are doing Final Fantasy seven uh, remake, and that will be. My final episode as a co-host of Weekly Game Chat. Dun 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 dun. We're all we're all hurt. Yeah, it's there. Well, you've known. Well, I told you five minutes ago for the first time. You know, it's it's one of those things where you any any program you've ever listened to, there's always behind the scenes stuff going on, and then when announcement come, the other people involved they they feel a weight lifted because you're kind of keeping something that you can't talk about yeah and, and this one's kind of it's it's a double on it's a double-edged sword <laughs> double because not only not only did we do we have this secret that we had to hold on to but we it, it, it involves somebody we're going to lose it brings immense knowledge you know and they're, they're like the og of the show yeah yeah i've never so missed an episode of this so well turns out <laughs> apparently two fi- more. <laughs> 254 is going to be a new era <laughs> Um, oh my god so I, I'm sure a bunch of people have questions why is this happening first off no there's no issues whatsoever between me <laughs> between me Sean and John uh, outside of John always trying to guess to go to Chipotle <laughs> that's probably the biggest issue that's there that's the wedge that's what drove that's you that, that, that's, that's what killed it yeah <laughs> Uh, but no, it's just more to do uh, with me personally. Um, I was looking back at when this started. Uh, I covered Star Wars Fallen Order. And that episode came out the last week of November. And I literally did not have another topic that I played that week of the show. You know, the days leading up, I had to get as much time with the game in before I... Uh, when talked about it for the topic until the middle of February 
which was Warcraft 3, which really wasn't a hard investment for me either <laughs> because I played plenty of Warcraft, so I kind of knew what I was getting, you know? Yeah, and I think you'd already played that one anyway. Yeah, and, yeah. and then, like, yeah, so then, like, really the one that I had to really get in was was Ori, right? Um, And it really afforded me this period that has been completely unusual the last five years, which is I just kind of got to sit around and play what I wanted. You know, I played Greedfall well before we thought about talking about it on the show just because I wanted to play it. I played NBA yeah. 2K. I got into Apex Legends hardcore and got to, you know, sit around with some friends on online gaming that I just don't get to do as much. Right. You know, Jeff and uh, and Mike Slade and all them. Uh, and I was like, man, this is really nice and really rewarding. And I kind of didn't realize how much I had missed it. You know, because I've kind of yeah. been in the same cycle for the last five years for the most part. Like maybe I get a two or three week break at most at periods, but uh, never, you know, two and a half months of uh, yeah. just doing whatever the heck I wanted. And I, it, like I said, it was nice. And it was that kind of moment when I started to think maybe I'm ready for something different. Maybe this chapter of my life, which I'm really proud of and have enjoyed immensely these last five years is coming to a close. And maybe I need to realize that before these feelings begin to grow to something that's antagonist or, or malignant. And I start saying things to people just because I'm tired and I don't want to do it anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah Never yeah. stop me. <laughs> Well, you're you're special, John. Yeah, you're you're a special boy. I'm special. Take off your khakis for God's sakes. <laughs> How the heck did you know? <laughs> They're never off. <laughs> He's like, let me tell you my let me tell you my secret. I'm always wearing khakis. <laughs> um But yeah, um so it was at that point I kind of said, like, I need to think about this, and I did. I, I waited for about a good month uh, until I was sure. And then I told Sean and John, and then the world went to hell. <laughs> like literally the week before you told yeah, us. Yeah. I, I was like, Oh, we'll be fine. And like the next week we're all recording remotely. Yeah, um, everything. Just so much is, yes, it's cray. Yeah. It's cray cray, bro. It is. Uh, yeah, it's very cray. Um, so, <clears throat> You know, that really complicated things. Originally, I was going to hang on till E3, uh, I think was. I said, well, that was turns the, out. Yeah, that was the lay. So I was like, that got canceled. Oh, God. <laughs> then I was like, well, okay, then obviously I'll just hang on till Last of Us Part 2. Now that's delayed indefinitely. And then finally, it's like, okay, well, Final Fantasy 7 is out. And then honestly, there just isn't another game I can think of right now that I desperately want to play. Uh, and put the commitment on there. So that's why it's going to be next week that uh, when I'm bowing out is that. Um, but yeah, um, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm not against ever coming back on the show. But if I do, it will be as a friend of the show or co-host friend of the, I don't know, whatever you want to call me, I don't care. Oh, we're going to give you hell <laughs> when you come back. It, you know, you remember all the stuff you gave uh, my my new my new co-host John. Uh -huh. Remember that when he was friend of the show. That's fine for years. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, buddy. That's no, fine. Um, it goes without saying, dude. We're gonna miss you uh, for your knowledge and and I mean I don't I know we're friends in real life and I know if I ever reached out to you and I'm like Chris I need help with this or hey do you want to come on you'd be great at this I I know with without a doubt you'd be there for us the only thing you've never not been there for me my back's out man when your back is hurt three weeks in advance before a move. Uh, that I have a curse. I want to thank COVID for these past two weeks. Thank COVID nineteen. <laughs> Didn't have to use that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, um, you you put in so much, and I, honestly, I just hope that we can pick it up with this. With the we're gonna have hiccups. I yeah. just hope they're minimal. I hope the content, as me and John make it moving forward, I hope that it's you know it remains top notch, even if it has a little 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 low 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 start. Yeah. But um, it's well, that's how it was for for yeah. us when we uh, left Chris. You know, it was it's 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 going to have your input in it for a little while. I mean, yeah. your, you know, your hand because of five years of you making it. Um, but uh, we couldn't be more proud of the of the stuff we've done with you. Yeah, uh, and I I know I'll always look back at these five years, however long me and John end up going. Uh, there'll be fond memories for sure, man. So two weeks later, it all burns down. No, I hate you, Chris. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. Um, so yeah, as, as Sean kind of alluded to, do not worry. This show will continue. Um, I guess at some point I may pop up in background just as helping these guys out if there's issues, uh, because of everything going on right now. I don't foresee that I'll be on an episode anytime soon. Well, you know, that's that's the hope. But, you know, if need be, don't worry. You know, I'll be there for these guys just as they would be there for me. And they were there for me. Uh, and I really do appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, uh, think of this as uh, the best analogy I can use is kind of like Seinfeld. Seinfeld left at the top in the height of that show. Um, and it, he basically left because he was very proud of what he did and he kind of understood I could keep doing this for a number of years. Um, but I don't know if I'd have the same level of commitment as I've had for these last five or six years. I can't, I think it was six seasons. Um, and that's where I am. I, I don't want to come and do this show if I'm not giving you the listeners, the, and, and also Sean and John, the level of commitment that I expected them and they expected me. Buddy, mm-hmm. in a few years, are you going to have a Netflix um, show called Video Games and Honda's Getting Chipotle? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> Just take people to Dinglewood every week? <laughs> yeah. That'd be fantastic. Oh, good stuff. Right? Yeah. It'd be funny if John's trying to talk, but he forgot to push his button. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so um, now we've come. Do, do, do. End of the road. Still, I can't let go. Stop it's it. Stop it now. We still don't have rights. I don't care. <laughs> Son of a. So, Chris, do you have any uh, aspirations towards doing something else? Um, I have zero aspirations. <laughs> <laughs> that is his motto, bro. He's like, now, I don't understand. I, I will say in part two, this also comes because of my career um, and things there. Uh, I mean, there's there's a reality that when I started this show, I had a lot more free time than, um, than I do now. 
And, you know, again, that's, that's one of the other reasons where I'm like, Oh, I should be focusing on this. And there's other things I think I should focus on too, personally, uh, internally. So that's what I'm aiming to go. But as far as like, will you see three weeks from now, (laughs) weekly, uh, weekly cartridge chat, with with Chris, <laughs> Chris, Chris, uh, I'm gonna get Chris. I'll get James, and I'll get uh, Darren. Oh my god! I'll, I would secretly love that, and we would start a podcast war, like old radio wars you, and DJs used to have. <laughs> the best part will be Jeff will still be pissed because I will only bring him on as a friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny, man! Uh, that's good stuff. <laughs> But yeah, um, that's it. I'm sorry if you're all upset, but I'll be around. I, you know, I don't plan to, uh, I mean, I don't think I can because I'm technically the owner of the Discord, so I will still be on there and be active and and saying stuff, and maybe I'll write some emails in to Sean and John every now and then to tell them why they're wrong and why it's SNES and you oh know. my God! I I hope that you and John fight w- when we read emails. God, I hope it's in. Yeah, I hope, uh, we got an email from Chris. Uh, Chris L. What's up, guys? Oh, Chris oh, L. Yeah. Here. Oh yeah, Chris. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna send you emails. How do you like that? Okay. Oh my God. Trovacies left and, and right. And you can and you can come on the show and read them. How about mm. that? How about that? How about that? How about that? How about that? How about, how about, how about that? that? How about that? How about that? outside. Did everyone, yeah. um, besides all this no. stuff. No, have, I didn't watch Tiger King yet, bro. <laughs> Did everyone have a good week? Uh, I know you had a busy, yeah, you were, uh, you, everyone, I'm by the way, uh, I meant to tell you, Platt sends his love. A lot of people wanted you to know that they, uh, when they heard last week that they were, you were in their thoughts because we basically just said, "Hey, you had a family issue," and you know, left it. Was there. I was I in thoughts and prayers? You were in thoughts and prayers. We we literally said last week thoughts and prayers. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, we did. You tell them what happened, or you did? Yeah, we we lost a, a family member, um, kind of unexpectedly. It kind of caught us all. I, when I say unexpectedly, the next thing I'm going to say is it caught us by surprise. Why would I say that back to back? As saying the same thing twice. It's okay, but, say uh, it. Do it. Just say let it. Let it, it but um, you know, it, it it's just such a so much can happen in so little time. Uh, you got the coronavirus in the world. Uh, I close on our house on Good Friday, uh, and then by the Monday, we got the call, and it's just like, man, life is short. Enjoy it. Do what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know. So, uh, for any thoughts and prayers that came my way, and you had no idea what it was for, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, you guys are a huge reason why, why we do what we do. And, uh, you know, like, like I said, that's why I'm embracing Chris, you know, saying peace out, you know, live your life, yo. Q in, Q up TI right now. Live your life. Do what you do. It's short. Um, so let's make it sweet. You know, you know, you're right. About I'm out. Bye guys. <laughs> just cut Good off. Luck, bro. <laughs> I'm just going to let this record. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Time. Go play NBA 2K. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Chris, just or I'm sorry, uh, Girth Brooks is up to a 97 now. He is approaching, <laughs> and it's it's getting to I the point. I might have to finally make a new. Uh, I might have to make Chris love now, um, because it's getting to the point. 
where I, I, either I have to go to very hard difficult, uh, difficulty settings, right. Yeah. To get any challenge. Right. Or I'm like averaging 70 points a game with this guy because he's to a point now where he's a six, seven forward that has like 93 speed, 95 strength. <laughs> and just dude, did, did you see the, the, uh, I think it was Shaquille. There's a video going around of him playing kind of like pickup basketball against regular size humans. It's probably That's hilarious. Like, That's what your guy's like. I mean, yeah. he's literally posted up. The dude flies off of him. He barely touches him. He just dunks it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like I, I, I had a Jordan esque dunk on uh, Joel Embiid last night, and I was like, "Ooh, okay." Speaking of Jordan, on. I didn't get a chance to watch the. Uh, oh God. Part one or two yet? Yeah, you need to watch that. Well, it it happened. Uh, we did the transfer for the cable and they said we could come out on Sunday between one and three, three, three 30 comes around. No cable guy, cable guy, <laughs> nothing. So we go, I got to call him. I got to see what's going on. Mm. We call, they say, yeah, you're in the books. Everything's good. Uh, but let me call, let me call the technician and see what's going on. The technician's like, uh, no one gave me the paperwork. I don't have any equipment. Uh, bye. <laughs> But they ended up working it out, and uh, they ended up showing up. But with the uh, the just the whole, last week, just everything. I don't even know how it's Tuesday. Um, I just completely forgot to DVR it, and I'm kind of upset about it. Hopefully, they do a thing where they re-air it at some point, and I can I'm sure they will. Yeah, and pick up on three or and all that. Did you see that they were saying ESPN had to own up to a mistake on it? Oh, really? There was a mistake. What they say? Something about the way that they. I don't know. But basically, the way they portrayed the Washington name, like it was the Bullets. Oh yes, I did notice that. Like uh, they had changed it to say yeah. Wizards, and I was like, I was confused because it's like showing the rankings of like the '84 season, and I mean, I was like, wait, no, we didn't. I was like, I remember the name change because there was a big thing. You know, I was living in uh, Maryland at the time. It was like '97 when they changed it from the Bullets to the Wizards. Yeah, and I was just like, hmm, huh. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> huh. I guess someone didn't want to put bullets on there. Oh, and breaking news uh, at some point today was Rob Gronkowski's getting traded to the Bucks, bro. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's did you back. see that? I did see that earlier. Um, I was watching um, live with Kelly and her husband, Mark, and Rob Gronkowski and his girlfriend were on, and, and Kelly's husband, Mark, was like, hey, I'm a big fan of the Bucks. Do you want to go to the Bucks? And he's he just gets this smile on his face and he goes, I mean, you know, we'll see. I get a bunch of offers. Shoot, Tom Brady called him and he's like, dude, his sun's shining. We're, we're in Florida. That's where old people go. So, you know, Let's why not it. old players? Um the Bucks win the Super Bowl, bro. But yeah, last the last dance uh is really good because it's it's kind of going it's serving as a full documentary to really the career of Michael. It looks like it's going to be where you're going back and forth from that final season, but then like showing like here's him in high school. Here's him, you know, with Dean Smith at UNC to then those early years with the bull before uh, Scotty showed up. I mean, like they, they had video of Scotty Pippen playing in college, which is crazy just because, yeah, he played at like Arkansas state. (laughs) And yeah. Bill Clinton's on there. He's like, I went and saw him one time. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a good reminder because I, I do think, I mean, we all were 
around for the uh definitely more so for the back half right like once he was winning championships and and such right like uh, i think is when we will have more memory of right versus yeah. those first couple of years <laughs> of jordan yeah i'm thinking the early 90s yeah through you know that's when i'm a nine ten year old mm. and, then, and then you know that's when you kind of you're, you're playing sports and sports is your they're your life whether or not you're playing baseball or whatever you're playing you just seem to be engulfed in the sports world yeah uh, i remember going up to uh the georgia dome i think it was mm. and the bulls played a game against the hawks and they had to actually open up more seats because so many it was during like that 97 or 96 year yeah when they were going like 72 and 10 or something and uh i remember we we were way in the nosebleeds but me and mike slade actually went around to the uh the part where jordan's is pregame and he's shooting free throws and warming up with the team mm-hmm. it's crazy when you finally see somebody like that how you're just awestruck like yeah. I, I saw michael jordan play basketball yeah i saw him was, in 96 against uh the bullets <laughs> <laughs> that's great do you know fun fact about that day um i didn't know it existed yet but i wish i had a good poop game oh yeah that i could have taken in the bathroom with me because i blew up the georgia dome <laughs> with some turd droppage <laughs> but yeah it's a great reminder of um <laughs> it so far it is a really a great reminder of just like you know him just basically creating the modern sports icon, I guess is the way to say it. Like, and it's a rare thing. Like after him, I would honestly say it wasn't until LeBron in 2003 that you ever had someone with that much hype that much quickly or that quickly. Right. And then now, uh, Zion feels like the first one, honestly, since LeBron, coming out of college where everyone's like oh wow watching yeah. and every move is reported and this yeah. and that uh, yeah I, I, I just just right here off the top of my dome piece I can't think of any any other comparison obviously it's like LeBron was the next wave of yeah superstar elite best basketball player in the world uh, like Wilbur, uh, Michael Wilburn's on that um, documentary and he basically says like look as far as icons are concerned it's it's babe ruth it's muhammad ali and it's michael jordan you know those are the three and they're in their own little pantheon so to speak if you happen to be a young little little tot yeah you you never got to see michael jordan play uh you know every generation probably goes through this where you try to tell the next generation i'm telling you there's something about that and whoever yeah Michael Jordan in his prime yes. was the best to me, the best basketball player I've ever seen in my life. He was definitely, I think without question, he is the greatest scoring threat I've ever seen. Like, and, and you know, that had great defense too. Like I was going to say amazing. defense. Yeah, it's like, he is the one person from that era that I would love to see what would they look like in today's NBA? Because I actually, I think a lot of those guys would not hang as well in the modern NBA just because everyone's so much more athletic now. But he was so far ahead of the curve of everyone. I mean, like, could you imagine prime Jordan playing against, you know, prime Kobe or, uh, you know. Yeah, even when he played against Kobe, he was yeah. he was a little older. Kobe was, like, very young. Yeah, Kobe was inexperienced at that point. He wasn't. But Kobe, 
Kobe was like a little little Mike Jr. when he first started, the way he carried himself, the way he approached the game of basketball. Yeah, he works as hard as Jordan. Yeah, all all that. So that yeah. was, you know, that was cool mm-hmm. for sure. John, did you, uh, did you know, do you know what Michael Jordan's logo is? John? His his shoe? Yeah, the but what's on his yeah. shoe? The little guy? You know that guy? Yeah, the little guy with the legs spread apart. Yeah. They call it. Sure. They call it. I just. uh, I didn't want to. You know, see John a jump man is. (laughs) Sean, I I don't want to make you depressed. Yeah. But the conversation you guys were having, I was just sitting back, going, "I can't roll like that with you." I wish I could, John. I can't. It's gonna be just like a new girl. We'll find the sweet spots. Okay. (laughs) You guys can talk about like, I don't know. People that played for the Dodgers in the 1960s. I hated the Dodgers. I hate the Dodgers. Especially in the 1960s, right, Sean? Right. Uh, no, I hate the Dodgers like Brett Butler and Earl Hershiser. Uh, Earl Hershiser. Kurt Gibson. Yeah, just, just those dot Dude, I was the biggest A's fan when Kurt Gibson hit that home run. <laughs> Devastated. Can't just do that to the Bash Bros. Right. I, um... I had a I had a couple of years where I was really a, an A's fan because mm-hmm. they had because gosh what Ricky Henderson Jose Canseco Mark McGuire Dennis Carney Carney Lansford bro <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut <laughs> I, used, I, I think you said Dennis Eckersley yeah so. yeah that was why I liked him because I was like look at this man with this this mullet and this golden mustache Lush and he can just throw like the heat. He just looked like a pirate. You did. We miss sports. We miss it. We do. I think we all do. And if they end up going, you know, a lot of these, they're talking about playing uh, to empty stadiums. That's going to be weird. It is. It, it's like, I get it. Like, it's really weird already whenever you see the, uh, if you, I don't know if you've caught like a WWE match on TV. That's, no, I haven't. Right that's back. weird because, you know, like. <laughs> I just like I I saw it one day flipping and I was like what the heck and you know they're in a very small auditorium like kind of back in the day like Monday Night Raw when it started right like where it was just that one set they had that maybe had 200 people or so uh, in there and it's completely empty but they're still going out there and giving these great big you know speeches about what they're gonna do yeah all those things like what (laughs) It's just so weird. And then, like, you know, again, when you, you know, wrestling as far as or professional wrestling, it's, it's you know, it's like a movie in a way, right? Like a match is a good match. It's like starts out, oh, the good guy's doing well. And all of a sudden he falls down. Now he's got to build back up. Will he overcome? You know, or is he going to get smacked down the end? And, like, when those big finishing moments happen and all that, everyone's just, it's just like, oh, one yeah, you Two. just hear the ring. Okay. Ding, ding. ding. <laughs> yeah. like, oh. All right. It's great. great. Yeah, John, they had WrestleMania recently like that. They did? Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I've been meaning to. Uh-huh. Because I am, a, I am a subscription owner for WWE Network. Well, Hulk Hogan came back. Did he? No, he didn't. Did he really? No. But in wrestling news, <laughs> in wrestling news, it's pretty sad. Uh, the WWE and the wrestling world did lose Howard Finkel. Oh really? Yes. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. terrible. To to COVID or just age? Uh I don't think either. Hmm. 
I like uh, that you narrowed it down to two possible death options, and they were that's both fair. Swinging a miss. You've got two death options. Which one are you taking? <laughs> yeah, and I was listening to a radio show on XM. It was uh, they were talking about how you don't even realize uh, Fink Finkel's call when a when the championship belt went to a and I knew mm-hmm. champion. He started that. Like yeah. that's that's the Finkel call. And and people again, I'm, I sound old, but I want to say to the young people who watch like these MMA fights now or anything where they say the new, it all came from Howard freaking Finkel. So rest in peace. And thoughts yeah, because they just the always family. did the intro- introductions, right? You know, Finkel, bro, he spent his whole life in the WWE. Einhorn Finkel. Finkel Finkel is Finkel. Einhorn is Finkel is Einhorn. Uh, but by the way, if, if anybody if anybody else out there wants a code for WWE, oh. okay, the game on PC, let me know. On PC, if anybody wants a code for NBA 2K on PC, let me know. <laughs> I good. can hook you up. <laughs> I'm good. Keep, keep looking at me like that, Sean. Yeah, we turn. I turned on the video this week along with Chris. We're recording. Um, through a way in which we can see each other now. Discord. It's not a freaking secret, man. You're not oh, yeah. like <laughs> But John doesn't have a camera with his mighty beast of a PC. Mm. You know how much a, a webcam costs, John? Twenty bucks. Yeah. You got a USB slot 3.0 for that webcam, bro. If you order it today on Amazon, it should be here by the time we record next week. It's not considered you essential. Might want to order it with some bread. Will you be here? Yes, you will. <laughs> I'm doing the topic next week. That's yeah. right. Um, do you guys want to do... To- well, John, first off, did you have anything? I feel like we, we kind of went on a Michael Jordan adventure there. Yeah, I did have one thing uh, for Sean. Did you, um, did you by chance, uh, have time to finish Ozark Season 3? Oh. No. But oh. it's getting good. It's very good. Especially good. Those, those first three episodes were just Ooh. slapping you in the face constantly. And when those characters died and those other people betrayed them with the that led to the deaths. Stop talking about Breaking Bad. Yeah. I thought that's what Ozark was. And so, and, and you know, yeah, pretty much. So, and, and, it, and, it, I feel like uh, someone, like, whenever they were getting sense. ready to do Ozark, they, they were watching Breaking Bad and going, like, I got an idea to do this in Arkansas. I, I see it what you have. It does have its own identity, though. Yeah. So it's a Jason, the way Jason Bateman plays mm-hmm. this character oh, yeah. is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And the cast he's got around him. He's always been good, man. Rest of development. Jason Bateman is, in this, in this new episode, something happens to him. And and that he has to go through this thing, mm, yeah. and the way he, he kind of metamorphoses from this this one thing uh, to this other thing, and then the thing, and yeah. then the thing, then bro. the thing happens with the it's people so and the things. Yeah. See, John, we can talk about things like Ozark when Chris is gone, and we won't have to hear yes. things about Breaking Bad. <laughs> I'm going to start my. That's what Chris you know, Hale will write in and go, you know, you're talking about it's just like. I'm just going to, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to send you like uh, 300 word emails about <laughs> Westworld episodes and my thoughts. God. Hey, guys, you know, you spend a lot of time on Ozark, but the show Westworld. It's getting good. It's getting so crazy. 
it's, it's like it's, it's it's to that point now like remember like the dragons showing up and really being there in game of thrones yes yes like they had moments like that this week like where they've teased these things and now you're seeing them in action and you're like that's pretty rad <laughs> that's just crazy i i may try to give it another go but i really i really gave it a go and mm. i didn't it did not hook me at all and it was at the uh, advice of you yeah it's a slow burn and I, I will say you know especially that second season gets really weird uh and confusing if james marsden dies i'll quit watching well <laughs> oh no technically they can die many times and they oh, yeah, can keep coming back all, yeah. yeah unless you're a human yeah. or are they humans i don't know <laughs> Um, Johnny, you got anything else? No, I'm good, man. Okay. You good, man? This yeah. is going to be really weird for us because we're about to do like a time jump where they're yeah. going to go back in time. Like they're going to be Marty and they've just gotten into the DeLorean and gone back to yesterday. But then they're going to come <laughs> back. They're going to come back to us. They're going to go to the dance in the future. <laughs> and Marty McFly is going to play a song we haven't heard yet. Exactly. Right. And apparently go into an Eddie Van Halen riff at the end. <laughs> They're like, this is amazing. Guess that's too it's heavy not ready for, for you. it yet, bro. Okay. Uh, your kids are going to love it. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's do this topic. Topic. Time, 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 time. The topic is Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> right now, someone in this is very confused. Yes. <laughs> and wondering what the heck just happened. Indeed. Yes. Uh we had to call an audible for this one. For, for this topic. So I would like to welcome for the first time ever to weekly games chat, Clarissa, wife of John. It's his wife. My wife. <laughs> welcome, Clarissa. Thank you so much for having me on. I feel honored and have never been this thrilled to participate in something in my life. I can hear it. I can truly hear it right now. <laughs> uh, but you... Unlike us, I, I attempted to play Animal Crossing New Horizons. I had never played an Animal Crossing game, but I know they're beloved. Um, and I attempted to play this one because I was thinking it was going to be like this other game that I played uh, called Stardew Valley. I don't know if you played that. I did. I loved it. Yeah, I was I was thinking it was going to be like that because it seemed like, oh, instead of farming, you're just building up this community community right on this island was what i was thinking it was um but then i quickly discovered that they kind of operate even though they might be in the same idea of of gaming and what they give people they they operate very very different differently right 
I would definitely agree with that. I think um, there there's definitely some commonalities in that in Animal Crossing, there are things that you want to do every day. You want to dig for fossils. You want to find a bottle on the shore with a recipe, which is a new feature for this. You want to go talk to different people, but that's probably where the similarities end. It's not... It's not something where you're going to spend hours and hours and hours doing the same thing every day, mining or farming or something like that. You're going to run through the town and shake some fruit off trees and okay, you're done with that. Moving on. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's not a game where you would just sit down like you could wake up on 8 a.m. on a Saturday and consistently just keep doing the same things over and over for, you know, the whole entire day and then look outside and go, oh, it's dark out. I should probably do something. Right. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. It's one of those things where there are certain things that you kind of get up in the morning and you run through them just to get them out of the way. But after that, you're exploring. And in this game, it's got a crafting element, which is new to it. As far as I'm aware, I did not play the mobile game and I didn't play the last one that came out very much. I think New Leaf, is that what it was? Yeah. But um, this one, there's a lot more to it as far as things that you can do around the island. I, I know that with the last ones that I've played, it's been a lot of you get to the town and you spend the first few days running around doing errands for people so that you could pay Tom Nook back for something. And then from there, it's kind of gets repetitive day after day. Mm-hmm. What I've noticed with this one is that there's a lot less of the running around doing errands for people. It's more doing things for the town itself. So there's a thing where you're trying to get um, KK Slider, that infamous sexy beast of a singer to come to your town (laughs) to do a concert. That's a dog, right? uh, I think he's a dog. It's been a while since I've seen him, but I recall him being a white long eared hippie kind of jazz dog. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, a sexy beast. Like Burgess. Yes, definitely like Burgess who is so sexy. He is. Um, yeah, and and smart too, really smart. Eh, false. <laughs> very, very false. Burgess just whined and protest upstairs at the idea of being called smart. But with this, what you're trying to do is build up your town's reputation in order to get KK Slider to come and do a concert. Ooh. So for you to do that, yeah, you've got you've got to put some effort in. You have to use Tom Nook Miles to go visit far off islands and get people that you meet on those islands to come and move to your town. And then you talk to Isabel at your town hall once you've got that established. And Isabel tells you things like you need to beautify the town. You need to put up some scenery. So in the old game, like let's say you got, I don't know, a deep freezer or whatever. If you didn't want that deep freezer, you would just sell it or put it in your town dump so that it could get taken away. Mm -hmm. In this game, you actually decorate the town. So I've set up a playground area and I've spent these nook miles, which I can explain in a second, on things like a sandbox, playground equipment, um, a ride-on, springy toy, a cotton candy stall, a vending machine, things like that. So I have a whole little park area in my town, which over time is going to help build up the town's reputation and make good old KK Slider more willing to come and visit. So... To do this, though, you've got to you've got to spend some bells for sure to buy some things. But the other thing you've got to do is earn Nook miles. 
So Nook miles are earned by doing various tasks. It's kind of like an achievement system. If you've caught your first 10 fish, you might get 500 Nook miles. And then the next time you have to catch 40 fish to get your Nook miles. But you've also got daily things that you can do to earn them pretty quickly, like catch five bugs or catch five fish or something like that. Yeah, and that, then you can spend those miles. That was what I noticed the few moments I got to play with this was that it definitely seemed like it had a daily kind of like quest thing for this. Like regardless of how much time you put in the game, make sure you log in uh, for, you know, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it takes to go around and do these basic tasks to kind of earn a, a you know, at least a growing pot of, of nook miles or whatever you said they were called so that you can open up additional opportunities as uh, as time goes on, right? Yeah, I would say so far I haven't found it to be super repetitive. There mm. seems to be something different going on every day that will allow you to accumulate miles or accumulate bells. So on Sundays you've got this new character in the game. Her name is Daisy May, mm. and she is the granddaughter of Sal Jones, who used to sell turnips in the old games. Well, Daisy May has taken over for her grandmother, so she now shows up every Sunday to sell turnips, Ooh. which if you're not familiar with Animal Crossing, this does not make any sense, but you're basically playing the stock market. So turnips are the way to make a lot of bank over the course of the week. It's kind of a gamble. Daisy May tells you how much she'll sell the turnips for. And every day you go into the town store and the prices of the turnips change at noon. So you go in once in the morning, once in the afternoon, find out how much the turnips are selling for. Mm -hmm. And if they're selling for more than you paid for them, you can make a ton of money quickly. I've heard that there's some really interesting things going on on Reddit where people are posting what turnips are going for on their island, sharing their island code. And if it's a good amount of bills that you'll get for the turnips, people will come to your island, they'll sell their turnips there, but they'll leave you sacks of money or contribute to town causes like bridges and inclines. Oh, that's cool. So that, yeah, you can can kind of get a tip for sharing your island's (laughs) wealth with them. I kind of want to see now someone's, building a data mining operation to like literally go out there and find the best place every day to sell their turnips. You know, I was actually (laughs) Googling it earlier today and it seems that there are four different patterns of turnip sales. And if you can figure out which one your town is on, then you can get a better idea of when to sell it. So there is definitely a lot of interesting data mining that is happening with this right now. John's like, oh no, they're talking about analytical stuff. Uh, So how many times a day do you check the stock market? So hopefully nobody at work is listening to this right now, but I'm getting to do something during quarantine that I would never be able to do otherwise, which is probably part of the reason I'm enjoying the game so much. Mm -hmm. Because the stock market price changes twice a day, I will log on really briefly in the morning to run in to see how much they're selling for um, and then check in again in the afternoon, assuming that I'm not selling them in the morning. So this is something where being at home all day, every day is really paying off because I'm able to play the game a little bit more by checking in, you know, a couple of times a day. So while Mr. Pookie here will be laughing at me, um, I will run in, <laughs> run past his desk and be like, I gotta check the stock market. And she laughs at me every time. I feel a little pathetic, but that's we- okay. We got that HR. You got it. You're good. Okay. Okay. You have a meeting tomorrow morning, by the way. 
Um, yeah, we'll kidding. just call that my morning break. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, so as far as like, is there, you say like the main goal, I guess, is to get this concert to go on, but even it, like how long will it take to ascertain that, right? Like, is this a kind of game where you're going to have to do this for, you know, six months or so to make that happen? Or is it after a certain number of hours, you should be able to easily get that to happen. And then it's kind of just, what do you want to do from here uh, at your leisure? So to the best of my knowledge, you're not able to get more than one new resident to move to the island a day. So you've got at least a few few days. Um, I think I'm up to 10 residents now from two where I started oh, wow. after a couple of weeks of playing. Um, I In the past, I think 10 has been the maximum in the game. I don't know if that's different because the island is pretty big. So I might be able to get a few more people. But the way that it works is you go talk to Isabel at the town hall and she gives you the ratings. So right now I am at two stars out of five. And as you fill up the residence and you start to put more things in your town, your rating will go up. I was at one star maybe two or three days ago. Mm -hmm. So as your star rating goes up, I think you have to get to a five star town before old KK will come visit. So I think it's definitely going to take a little while to build it up simply because you've got to have money. You've got to have the nook miles to go visit other places and to get different types of fruit there. And, you know, things like that, that you've just, you've got to spend money to make money, if you will. Yeah. So you've got to put in the time to actually buy all of the things that people are requesting that you put around Hmm. so that, you know, I don't think it's going to be super duper quick. Um, And there are always events going on in this game. So there's a character named CJ. He does a fishing contest once a quarter. I think it's once every season. So he was there um, a couple of weeks ago and said he'd be back again in July. But he comes by periodically and you can sell your fish to him for one and a half times the amount that you would sell them at the store. There's a character named Flick who will happily buy all of the bugs that you can sell him again for one and a half times the amount you'd sell them at the store. And of course his name's Flick. Of course it is. And yeah. he's a little bit creepy looking, a little bit obsessed with bugs. I kind of don't like him, but he gives me good bells. So I'll visit him anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does creep me out a little. There was, there was a, a bunny day event. I guess they don't call it Easter of course, because yeah. you know, it's not Easter to everyone, but there was a bunny day event that lasted. It felt like it lasted an eternity because it started the day that I started playing the game. And you had to collect these six different types of eggs. So you could use a slingshot to, um, to knock eggs from balloons in the sky. You could catch water eggs when you were fishing and you had to get a ton of them. You had to one of the other things about this game, I, I can't remember if I mentioned it yet, is crafting. So we could talk yeah. about that a little bit if you want. Yeah, I'm interested would, in this. Because so if, you'd craft. Okay, go uh, ahead. Sorry. It, it feels like I'm seeing a lot of um, personality. Like one of the big things that seems to be going around with this one is just how much personality you can make for your uh, for your island compared to like someone else's. Like I've seen people like someone made a pizza restaurant. Uh, as the theme to uh, everything going on in his place. Uh, And I'm wondering if that's all tied to crafting or is there something else that's going on that's letting people kind of pick what they want their towns to be versus what is available? 
Yes. So I would I would say based on what I have seen so far, there is definitely a lot more customization here. In the mm. previous iterations of the game, it's been, you know, you can buy whatever furniture there is at the store. You can occasionally shake furniture out of trees or somebody will gift you something, but it's pretty much a crapshoot as to what you're going <laughs> to get. Just, whether, people just put a couch in a tree? <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, it's shaped like a leaf, so yeah, you're all yeah. good. It didn't make any sense whatsoever. It's like, how did that of course fit not. there? <laughs> but um, so you were, you were really limited in what you could actually come across. But in this game, because of crafting... Um, so you you hit rocks, and when you hit rocks, you can get gold nuggets, you can get clay, you can get iron, you can get stone. When you hit trees, you can get three different types of wood. And the wood can be used to upgrade your tools. So there's an element of, of tool creation here. You've got just, you know, a basic set. You've got a slingshot, an axe, a shovel. This is and turning into Minecraft. So, so there's a little bit of that, but there's also a little bit of breath of the wild because your tools break after using them for a while. So you can build stronger tools in some cases and they do different things. But, um, when you've hit those rocks and you've hit those trees and you've picked up certain shells from the beach, like for example, I picked up, um, giant clam shells Mm -hmm. and then I can combine those with stones to create a bird bath. And, now I can sit a bird bath outside somewhere as opposed to before where anything that I had could only go in my house. Uh, now I can create areas outside that, you know, like I said, I created a park playground type of area. Um, in my house right now, I have what I'm calling my old lady room. <laughs> I have decorated it in um, floral carpet and floral wallpaper. And I have like a lace doily type of rug. Um, I've got plants everywhere. I'm actually working really, really hard to create a Hey All You Cool Cats and Kittens Carol Baskin. Oh, wow. <laughs> I really am excited if I can make this happen. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get enough materials to and recipes to hopefully craft some things. I have like a tiger print rug so far. I have a cat tree. So Ooh. I'm just looking for anything cat related that I can get so that I can really get some personality going in my house and in the, the neighborhoods that will be in that game that that feels like the true goal of this game right just to recreate carol baskin's estate frankly that is my end game right now i there don't care go. if kk slider never comes to the town if i get a carol baskin room i will be happy maybe if kk slider was a was a tiger you'd care but you know he's not that is a true story yeah i saw a tiger <laughs> no <laughs> tiger saw me wow okay um, it's not my favorite song. No, no. There are some great ones in that though. Um are there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there's some the great Carol Baskin video was amazing. Yes, it was just for the look alike that she, that he found. I was like, "Wow, okay. He really did a a scouting pro- process for this. He didn't just settle." Um so so darling uh uh speaking of things that irritate us what was the one thing that we stumbled into at the from the jump of this game So this is interesting to me because um Jonathan and I were actually driving somewhere sometime last year and we were listening to some gaming podcast and they were talking about this new Animal Crossing game that would be coming out sometime in 2020 and they were talking about the fact that 
there was only going to be one real save file per game. So like mm. Jonathan and I, I know you call him John. It's weird. Sorry. Um, I just call him Pookie. I call him many I, names. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, but, um, but basically we can both play the same game, but we can't have our own islands. So when he told me that he was starting the game for the podcast and offered to let me play, when I logged in, I realized that I could only go live on his island, oh. which means that if I want to collect fossils, if I want to cut down wood or take fruit from trees, mm-hmm. we are all taking it from the same place if we're playing on the same switch. And it's bad enough that you have to live with me in real life. With this 24-7 quarantine, if I had to share an island and a house with you, we might have problems. Just all of a sudden, <laughs> you see her start breaking away part of the island. You're like, that's your part. Right. Don't don't cross this line. <laughs> but I mean, in all seriousness, if you think about a family where you, maybe you've got kids playing this game, yeah, it could potentially be a great way for kids to learn to share like you know we've got two nieces out in Colorado and if they were to have the game it could be like all right Kaylee you are allowed to get two of the fossils but Hannah gets the other two that kind of thing yeah but um it could also be a real point of frustration because if I set up a park a playground in the way that I like it Jonathan would be allowed to come over and just mess with it and move it to a different place if he didn't like it. And that would, you know, it, it would require a lot of cooperation and discussion. And frankly, when I'm playing a video game, I just want to play it. I don't want to have to cooperate with somebody else and playing it in a shared land. Yeah. And knowing John, he would definitely mess around with it because that's just John. Um, but you would I, I never I, do that to me just I, for the record. I, never, 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 never. I, I have to say, like, I, when I heard this I, myself, I was a bit perplexed because at first I was like, well, obviously they might be doing this so people can't, like, create eight islands and just consistently, you know, hoard up resources, right? Uh, and then, like, trade between the accounts or something like that to get everything consolidated and then do what they need with it. But at the same time, the game allows you to go in and turn off the system clock and move time as you want, right? To repopulate items for your convenience. So I don't really get the point of this other than maybe it's just a limitation. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't understand it. I think that the idea is cooperation. I have heard that, some people think that Nintendo did this just as a way to sell more switches because they hmm. figured, okay, if people go buy a new switch, then that way, you know, two kids in the same family can play yeah. their games separately and then go visit each other, which I, you know, I don't, I don't know that they're that a money hungry, really. To hmm. me, it just seems like a, a design flaw that they thought people might find interesting. I personally don't. Um, I don't like the fact that if somebody came to visit my island, they could potentially take something that's there. Yeah. Because I, I've heard, I, I haven't read a ton about it, but I have heard that there are people who are doing that. They're they're going around and just grabbing resources and picking <laughs> up items from people's islands and then taking it back home. Now I'm going to come like a thief in the middle of the night to your island and and, and rob your, your old person room. I would be so sad if you took my old person room. It's like my dream room. I bet. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't get it, but I, I do see what you're saying there because there, there are games that are designed in that way, but they're very much advertised to be that way. Right. Like, um, 
there are games that I've played like Rust where it literally is you can log off and have everything and we'll come back on the server 24 hours later and you've been raided and you have literally nothing left. Um, yeah, that, that doesn't sound like fun to me, but yeah, you know, I mean, I guess the idea is that you do have to invite people to your island. They can't come at any time. So it's not like well, anybody can just show up and do it. So I guess you would only invite people that you trust to the island, which would be the idea behind it. But I still don't like the idea of two people in the same household being forced to cooperate in the game together in order to enjoy it. Um, it, it just doesn't seem like it's a fun thing, but yeah. there definitely are fun aspects to the game that I think I'm definitely enjoying, but that is not one of them. Uh, maybe it will be something in the, in the future they can patch out, right. And make it something that becomes more accessible and everyone will be like, Oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. And you know, it will grow the community even more. Right. That would make me happy. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they had so much time and they, they had to have heard the complaints. If I heard the complaints last year, I feel certain that they heard the complaints because oh, yeah. I don't, I'm not really one who would hear them normally. Um, it just happened to be because we were listening to that podcast. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, I feel like they had time to change it if they wanted to, but opted not to. So I don't know if that's something they'll, they'll do in the future. Yeah. Um, Let's They're see. pretty stubborn at times to change things like that. It's a 50-50 to me whether they change it or not. Very true. Uh, so I would I would say there are a couple of things that I really think that we should talk about with this game. Um, one is the fact that you can spend 2,000 of your Nook Miles to get a Nook Miles ticket. Ooh, what's that do? Yeah, it's very exciting. It allows you to go to some random island. So when you go to these islands, you never know where you're going. You fly on Dodo Airlines and, <laughs> you know, the birds that that take you there are a little bit weird, but um, you never know what island you'll get to. And it's it's kind of a random thing there. Um, I looked at, at some articles that talked about the percentages and there are some that are pretty normal. Mm -hmm. There are some that have non-native fruits. There are some that there's one called Money Island. I haven't made it there yet. But you've got a chance to get something like 80,000 bells by visiting it. Jeez. But there's also one called Tarantula Island, which I have not had the fortune of getting to yet. But What, what happens there? So on Tarantula Island, you can catch a lot of tarantulas, which is good because they sell for 8,000 bells apiece. So it's a really good way to make money. Okay. And if you happen to have Flick visiting your island, that means that you would get one and a half times that amount. So you would get 12,000 bells per tarantula. Again, a, a good way to make some some bells there. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is that you can actually set up whatever island you get to to kind of farm for tarantulas. Nice. Yes. So there's an island called Bamboo Island. And I think you've got about a 3% chance of getting there, which is interesting because I've made it four times in the last four days. So <laughs> I feel like the odds are ever in my favor, but, um, uh -huh. yeah, there you go. But when you get to, um, to bamboo Island, you can collect all of the bamboo, but the way that you farm tarantulas is you then actually get rid of every resource that's on the Island. So you eat a bunch of fruit, you chop down all of the bamboo, you chop down the trees, you cut down all of the flowers, pick all of the weeds. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, you dig some holes that you can jump over and hide behind. And because there's nothing else there, the tarantulas come out. And 
the tarantulas chase you in this game. They raise (laughs) their creepy little front legs at you and they come running at you and attack. So it's just as harrowing as in real life. It is. I, they, they honestly give me the heebie jeebies a little bit, but I made it. Um, I farmed the Island. I got rid of all of the resources and I caught some, somewhere more than 20 tarantulas. I mean, I made like 180,000 bells or something from the visit. So it was completely worth it. It took ages and ages. Um, I was really tired. The battery started to die on the switch. I had to plug it in and play it on the big screen (laughs) because I was not leaving that Island without my pockets full of tarantulas. But um, it was a, a good time. Well, that's good. Um, so as far as these islands that you're speaking of, is there, are they all procedurally generated or is, is there a set number of them that you've I, figured out? I, I think that there are maybe between 15 and 20 of okay. them. Um, I've definitely been to the same ones several times. Um, there's one that's, that, it's been named on the internet webs, big fish Island two, which means that there is a big fish Island that I have not yet seen, Mm. but on that Island you catch larger fish. So again, it can be a pretty good moneymaker. Um, so you end up on the same Island periodically for most of them. There's about a 9% chance of getting there for some of them. The percentage drops to somewhere between one to 3%. The ones that are a little bit more rare. Hmm. Um, and okay, and you say you can set these up to farm. Okay, so how long does that farming last as far as when you're there? Like- so, once you've chopped down all of the trees, that's it, they don't grow back. Okay, um, the only thing you really have to do is run around to keep scaring away any bugs that show up that are not tarantulas because they can still pop up to the island. Like, there are um, these really disgusting wharf roaches that run around on the rocks by the beach. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep chasing those away. Just, I think that there's probably a set number of bugs that would be on the Island at any given time. So you have to chase away the non tarantulas to get the tarantulas to appear. But once you've farmed it, it's farmed. Um, your tools are going to break. So you'll periodically need to go over and talk to the pilot. You can buy some tools for him. If you didn't bring anything to craft your own. Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy. You can stay on the Island as long as you want though. So, you know, you can spend as much time or as little time as you want. There have been days when I've spent probably 10,000 nook miles trying to visit different islands to get to one that was useful to me. And if it's not a useful one, I just leave and go try to buy another ticket and get to a different one. Hmm. So as someone who is not a fan of this series, I mean, well, I don't want to say not a fan, but, you know, is not really familiar with it. Um for you, what is, what is your driving force? Like what, what is it about this game that, you know, compared to like something like Minecraft or, um, you know, John's favorite doom eternal that, you know, would make you pick it up and, and say like, this is, this is why I enjoy this. This is what, you know, gives me peace every day when I get an opportunity to play. So with the versions that I've played before, I would have told you that it was the completionist factor. I Mm. wanted to get all of the perfect set, for example, to decorate my house with so that I could get a really good score from the Happy Home Academy. Um, With this one, there's so much more creativity involved that I don't 
I don't, I, I think when I picked it up, it was out of boredom a little bit. And also just because I enjoy it, I think it's a fun, silly little game. This one though has actually kept me more engaged than the others have in the past, I think because of the creative aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So I would say that that part's really fun. Um, that completionist tendency is still there. I really want to catch all of the different fish. I really want to catch all of the different bugs. I've never managed to do that before. I've lost interest before that's happened. Chances are that will happen the same way this time because there are some that are seasonal. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't know that I'm still going to be playing this game in December to catch a winter fish or something. But um, it's fun. It's cute. It's a good, just kind of a time suck. I don't yeah. know, honestly, if we weren't quarantined right now, if I would spend the time on it. But because I'm stuck at the house so much and there's only so much laundry and home improvement type stuff I feel like doing in a day, it's a nice way to just kind of unwind for a little while. To zone out and do fun little tasks and, and be amused, right? Yeah, you know, I'm not really much of a TV watcher. I like to watch a lot of documentaries, but when my wonderful husband is in here um, playing on the computer at night or if he's watching something on TV, it's something that I can put on and still be in the room with him, still interact with him and not isolate myself. But I can do something that is a little bit more fun for me than, you know, watching him play a game or watching some show that I don't really care about. Okay. Um, Was there anything I'm missing here as far as uh, things you felt you wanted to talk about i'm i'm unaware of everything here so if there's something important please let me know i you know i think we've we've hit on all of it i mean we've talked about kk slider the sexy beast we've talked about (laughs) tarantula farming um tools breaking and old lady cat rooms i mean i i think we're good i feel like uh the one thing i've gathered from the amounts that are being discussed is that bells have the equivalent of like the japanese yen where it sounds like a lot and then probably isn't compared to the things that you want to do with those bells so so yeah that actually is something i'm glad you brought that up because with this game you've got two different things that are kind of fighting for your time. The first one is upgrading your house. You want the biggest house possible because then you can put the most stuff in it. Every upgrade to your house costs a significantly higher number of bells. So at this point, I'm adding a second story, which Mm -hmm. I think is the last step. There might be an attic after this, but this one costs like 1.25 million bells compared to the last one, which was like 750,000 or something. So it's a pretty significant jump and it's going to take me several days to get that many unless I hit it big with that stock market. But um, the second thing that you're trying to do is to improve your town score. You've got to build inclines so that you can easily get up cliffs instead of having to carry a ladder with you. You've got, you know, a set Uh of stairs or a hill. You're building bridges instead of vaulting across them with a pole. So when you're the only person on the island, that's where where the two-person thing sharing the island could come in handy because you would have two people contributing to those public causes. But since I'm the only one on the island, I'm trying to upgrade my house, but I'm also trying to make the city better by building bridges and inclines, things like that, which are really, really expensive. Mm. So, Which one do you feel like is winning right now? It's the house, isn't it? Yeah, so I what I've kind of done because um I am really weird. I I'm like, okay, well, today I'll focus on the house, tomorrow I'll focus on the bridge and I won't let myself contribute anything to the one that I'm not working on. 
so that I'm going back and forth between them. Um, I think that once my house is upgraded, I'll be quite satisfied and then I'll be able to focus on the town improvement stuff a lot more. So I'm really just trying to get that out of the way Mm -hmm. so that I don't owe Tom Nook any more money. (laughs) He's always trying to get you in debt. He is. He's like, so now that you've paid off that second room, you want to talk about expansion? I mean, he's like a a drug pusher or something <laughs> with more space, more space. You feel like you have more freedom. Easy little raccoon. But the more you right? have, the walls are closing in on you. Exactly. <laughs> Tom's knocking on your door. <laughs> we got Tom's too this. lazy to knock on your door. You have to go knock on his door. Ah, uh, uh, and then he's like, "Where's my money?" Um, exactly. So Clarissa, when we uh, talk about games on here, we rate them. And uh, we generally go on a scale of one to ten. I won't say what the word is because I'm uh, aware of the word. Oh, okay. Uh, one out of ten, Richard. <laughs> I was going to be a gentleman. Um, if you were to rate this game on a scale of one to ten, Richards, what do you think you'd give it right now, based on your experience? So I would probably say eight. I mean, there's Ooh. a little bit of monotony, mm. but. It is a lot of fun to me. This is probably the most fun of the Animal Crossing games that I've played. There's a lot going on. I have not really gotten bored with doing any of the tasks. I felt like the Bunny Day event was a little bit too long. Mm -hmm. But overall, the game is a lot of fun. I think it would be fun for young kids. It's fun for longtime fans. There's new stuff to it, but you've also got your old favorites. So I think it's a solid eight in my opinion. Well, that sounds awesome. Um, John, do you have anything? Well, um, going forward, whenever my wife goes on a business trip, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to flag this particular segment of this podcast and play it when I'm going to sleep at night. Or he could just call me, but whatever. It'll be funny. You never want to talk that long. I think it would be funny (laughs) if, uh, when you finally do get tired of the game and quarantine ends, if John just started playing it and you happen a uh, chance to pick up the switch one day and go like, you know, I want to play some animal crossing and the island is completely transformed to something else. No, the island's on fire. Yeah. Right. John's <laughs> with tarantulas everywhere. John's little character is just sitting there. It's like, this is fine. This is totally fine. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the story of the time that my wonderful husband signed up for direct TV and put the satellite dish thing in the middle of our yard. I do think, but I can tell you his Island would be nowhere near as pretty as mine. If that dish in the middle of the yard is any example. (laughs) Very true. Um, well, unless anyone has something else, uh, I want to thank you, Clarissa, for doing this because we, we knew it was a very popular title. And we've all been so many games came out in the last couple of weeks that all of us have kind of been scrambling and and doing those games because some of them are very much anticipated things for us. But we wanted to make sure at some point this game got covered. And uh, I have to say for someone coming on the show first time, you're definitely better than most. I appreciate it. And I would also like to give a shout out to your sweet John, because when I told him I was not going to play the game because he was, and I didn't want him to ruin my island, he very graciously said, I will get somebody else to talk about the game because I want you to enjoy it. Mm 
That was so first it was very sweet did. of him to do that. So I'm yeah. happy to return the favor by talking about the game with you guys. Awesome. I love you, babe. Oh. Oh, I love uh, you too. Oh, uh, heartwarming moments on Weekly Games Chat. I don't think I've heard you guys can confess and talk about your love in previous um, episodes that I've listened to. So I feel like if that's not a first, <laughs> it should be. We'll Y'all need to start doing that every week. Yeah, we'll make that the new trend. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you again for coming on. Um, and I hope you have many more adventures and are able to complete your Carol Baskins shrine of an estate. I will share a picture when I do. Thank you for having me. All right. Sound effects. Time travel. Time travel. <laughs> Whoa, where did we go, bro? The future! Yeah. Wait, it's kind of like not the future. It's, I've been here the whole time. What yeah. happened? John never actually logged off last night. He's just been sitting here waiting for me to come back. <laughs> waiting on the show. Hey, did anybody ever watch the Time Traveler's, was it Wife? Yes. Love that movie. It's all right. It's all right. You're all right. With your stupid Diet Coke and your dumb HyperX. First off, it. Coke Zero. Let's just get that right. Get that get a can I get that green screen though? I guess that technically is, it doesn't belong to me. You know who it belongs to. Yeah, I don't think you'd have a problem with it. We're we're good. Are you? <laughs> I reached out and I was like, hey, you know, we're working from home. We could always get on Skype like we used to, the good old days. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and crickets. That's funny. Yeah, but enough of the inside talk. Right? Um, Sean. to bash Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, Sean. Uh, so we heard an expert's opinion on Animal Crossing. How do you feel about it? Yeah. Because she it, loved it. She gave it, a, she gave it an 8 out of 10. What does she give? What do they? Does she give it Richards? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Fair enough. She's like, yes. Oh. I was like, we rate things. We have a scale. She's like, I'm aware of the name of the scale. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to listen. Uh, and, and so just for context, for me, she has played and she loves Animal Crossing. Right, John? Oh, yeah. she's She she plays it every day. She, well, spent, she, she, has spent, she spent a lot of time with it. Well, not just only this game. I mean, in general, as she played Animal Crossing over the years. Yeah, she's played um she's played all of them in some form and including the three DS one. So she spent some good time with it. Yeah. I uh I've spent some time with it. <laughs> How many bells you got? Uh bells? I got a lot of bells. Uh, I mean hundreds uh, of thousands of bells. What about tarantulas? And uh how's your stock your what was it? Stork this, or stock market? This is this is when uh Sean realized, and Chris brought this. Is I'm so glad we talked last night, and you brought this up. Yeah. Um, Sean realized it was not like another game that he liked. Stardew Valley. Yeah, I brought that up too uh, earlier. I um uh, I I I don't want I don't want to come across as like I'm bashing the game. Uh, for anyone who's listening for the first time, you have no context of the type of games I generally generally like, which are not like, Horizon Zero Dawn. Well. Well, he doesn't play epic ones like that. He plays, uh, Chris, uh, <laughs> he plays things was, like, it's, um, it's DJ hero and call of duty. Yeah. And God of war. 
He likes bro shooters. But I, I, if a game's if a game hits me right, or you know, if it, I'll, I'll get addicted to it. Uh, I forced myself to turn on my Switch to play Animal Crossing. I tried um, to. I know the feeling. I actually was more excited to play a title I got off the eShop called Mayhong something something. The one with Mayhong. the the one with the little uh, tiles that you... Yeah, it's Mayhong. Yeah. Oh. I've been more excited to play that right before bed than Animal Crossing. And that should kind of tell you something. But, like I said, I, I got off on a tangent. If you know me as a gamer and, and you find yourself liking the same things that I get excited about, you probably are going to feel the same way if you played Animal Crossing. Maybe you won't. And, and if you're a new listener and you don't know what I like, it's not... I, I don't not like Animal Crossing. It's just a game that... I, I don't know. So Sean's adventure started like this, probably obviously not different than anybody who's played it. I, I turned the game on and I found myself in front of a desk of two guys. I knew who Tom Nook. I know Tom Nook. I know mm-hmm. Nook Inc. This is just from general gaming knowledge I've gained over the years. Mm-hmm. And I see two little, two little Tom Nooks and I went, oh, they're adorable. Timmy and, and Tommy. T- Timmy and Tommy. And they tell me I got to, I got to, I, I get to go on an island adventure and, and I get to create what I look like, and it really and does. Spent, it does really have a setup of like a pyramid scheme. Like, yeah, man, just come out to this island. It, you know, Tom Nook is the king of pyramid schemes. <laughs> he really is. You owe this man tons of money as soon as you land on the island. It's ridiculous. Hey, here's this island. Uh, By the way, you're in debt. <laughs> <laughs> right, like off the jump. So uh, I, I got to be honest. I spent probably a day or two. On the character creation screen and the island naming screen, because the game makes it very clear that these are unreversible things that you do, and don't put any personal data out there, because people are going to come to your island potentially, and you don't want to do that. You can't be offensive. Mine was so, uh, named Gandalf, and he was on the island of Rivendell. Yeah, I was very. We talked about that, and I was very mad at myself because my guy's name was Sean. And the name of my island was Shatopia. Boo. The drink? <laughs> or no, that was Fruitopia. <laughs> so, but if you say it wrong, if somebody technically mispronounce it, Shat-topia? it could be Shatopia. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, finally I go. I, I, it, was, it was a great burden of relief because I got my, my name. I got my guy who kind of looks like me. Mm-hmm. And I got an island, but then you at the beginning you got to make a bunch of decisions. You got to figure out where you want your tent. You got to put other people's tents. Tom Nook wants a tent. Uh, F Tom just, Nook. There's <laughs> just a bunch of, and I, I, I that's when I started realizing, okay, let's get this out of the way. The game is adorable. It's got a very relaxed vibe. I think it. I think if you read anything on Animal Crossing, it came at a perfect time. It did. The world. It did. The world is a mess. We were at home. Let's let's have something where we can be relaxed and have a game that's just chill, right? Yeah. And and that's that is exactly what Animal Crossing is. Uh, after you land on your island, like I said, you have to make a bunch of decisions. You start off in a a little tent. Everybody's in tents, and then eventually you work your way up through everyday activities like, uh catching bugs and picking weeds and cutting trees and fishing 
<laughs> so exciting. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Anybody who watched the Kevin Hart special, they know why I just said that. It was hilarious. Um, it was a documentary, actually. But uh, every day I'd log on, and, and I got to actually play a lot during the Easter event they had going on. Which And that is something very cool about Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons is that it's it's played in, um, it's like real time because the other day it was raining locally where I lived and in the game when I, when I got in, I had to get my little, my little leaf umbrella out because it was raining in the game. And that's how it'll be. And, and it's cool. It's cool. Like when you log on and Tom Nook comes on a little microphone and if there's anything going on, he makes an announcement and he says, Hey, you know, this is going on today. Go check that out. Uh, early on, the game does hold your hand. You, you learn about, new things that are incorporated that I, I don't know if they were incorporated in any other animal crossing game. Uh, but you can either earn bells like Chris mentioned, which is the mo- the money in the game. You can also accumulate nook miles by doing various tasks across the Island. For the record, Clarissa covered all of this. Yeah. I'm just, just giving you my take. This is Sean's take. I'm not, this is not going to be a long thing, Chris. This You've been going for, for 45 minutes. This is, this is for people who want to know Sean's take on Animal Crossing. Um, and I quickly went, I don't want to pay Tom Nook any money. I want to buy <laughs> things that are way too expensive. And I'm tired of my stupid axe breaking. I want a real axe. Because I had a flimsy axe at first. Everything was flimsy. and that, and that's Like your you commitment the, to this game. <laughs> my commitment to this game was at least as good as like a Velcro. At least Velcro. Fair. I played I played every day at least for an hour. Uh but a lot of times I just stay in my tent and turn my like switch that I ended up getting in the mail on and off. Cause it would just make the switch noise. It just go, I can't do it. Do the snap. Somebody do the snap. Do the snap. There you go. That noise. Uh and that's cool. Cause they're you know, it's a very customizable you get to control everything about your world. You can plant flowers, all that stuff. Uh I I want to know that I got to go beat a boss and level up and stuff. You know, you play Final Fantasy Seven. I I did play the demo and loved it. Still not putting it out the books of uh, playing it at some point. Don't want to commit to playing it on Chris's last podcast episode ever. I was about to say but, uh, you got seven days, man. <laughs> I I uh I played that demo and I think I had more fun in that demo than I have overall in Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons. But listen, if if you're pulling your your hair out right now, mm-hmm. uh this this means that you probably like Animal Crossing. I don't not like Animal Crossing. Uh I just hate it. I would prefer to I don't know, not do that kind of stuff. It's not your kind of game. Different strokes uh, for different I folks. played Golf Story and I played Stardew Valley. Both Golf of those. Golf Story is good. They they offer a little something more for me mm-hmm. that that work in a game like that on a day-to-day simulation type game. Um if you like the game or were more curious about the game, you heard uh our special guest go into it and away from a perspective of an Animal Crossing fan. Um, do I consider myself an Animal Crossing fan? 
No. Probably not. But do I like the the aesthetic of Animal Crossing? And do I I see what why it's there for people who like that? Sure. It's a it was it was a big deal for people who were excited for it coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um will I keep playing it? Probably off and on. Uh the Easter event, like I said, there's gonna be a new event that was just announced today or yesterday for the uh for the Earth Day event that's gonna happen. And it will continue to do stuff like that, which I think is very, very cool. Uh I don't know. I don't know. I like the Animal Crossing world and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. That is pretty good. That's a pretty cool one because it turns into the different seasons. Just like the... And that, that if I play the game, that'll be why I keep playing it. Because every day you turn it on, it's going to change. It'll be spring. It'll be summer. It'll be fall. It'll be winter. It'll it'll do all that. And that is cool. Um, mm. But my daughter absolutely adores the game. She played on my profile for a couple of hours and Every day that we, she sees me playing a video game, she says, you're going to buy me Animal Crossing yet. So that's fine. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I don't like that one guy being in this painting. What's his name? He's the dog. I like him as a KK. dog. But I don't like that his paintings cost so much for your house. What was it? KK Star? KK something. What's his name? Let's, let's, let's search it up real quick. KK Animal. And I'm probably going to get hate mail for this. What's his name? I don't know. I think Clarissa said KK Star. I could be wrong. KK Slider. Slider. Ah. He's very cool because he plays the guitar. And I like his uh his things you can get through the uh the different ways of spending your money. Uh, there's some really prime stuff that you can get for your house. Um, KK Prime. But his yeah his his stuff is pretty expensive. My most uh. My most favorite thing that I've made so far has been an ocarina. Ah. I made I made a clay ocarina. And my most favorite thing that I purchased is the aforementioned a Tyndall switch. <laughs> <laughs> so um I felt bad when I cut down a tree, but then I realized you could plant the tree back if you wanted to. Eventually with a sapling. Yeah, plant that tree, buddy. I don't know. Yeah, and I, like I said, I watched uh, when I could. I was watching other players play it on Twitch, and, and I was trying to learn of things I could do. And when I realized that, eh, <laughs> I just kind of did what I did, man. I ran around. The Easter Bunny scared me to death because uh, he looked really crazy. But uh, I do like the owl. His name is Blathers. He's pretty cool. Um, and there was another character. It's the girl is Isabel. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Isabel yet. I hope she, I hope for the players that play this game, she's around. I think so. I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty sure she is. She has to be right. Uh, has to be. She's a staple. She's a staple. She right? Is. She's actually a character in other games that I've played before, but, uh, it's, it's hard for me to say anything bad. That's going to bash it. If I, if you think I've already done that, I apologize because I, it's it's a tough thing because it's just not for me. But I can't say that it's a bad game because I think if you're an Animal Crossing fan, you know what you're getting into, and this game is uh, unbelievable. And I'm looking at a picture now where it's the step by step 
<laughs> day by day. Where's that? Games Radar. I just clicked on it now to find KK Slider, and it gives you a step-by-step of what to do every day. Um, you got to get more visitors to your island, apparently. You got you to improve the look of your you island. You can't get island. KK Star to come to your island if you don't Dude, improve KK that Slider island. KK Slider comes to your island, bro. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it's you, you heard everything uh, our special guest said, and, and my take on it is way different than hers. What's your, what would you say your Richard is then? Yeah, we can, we can easily get to a Richard and this is going to be a unique Richard because for Sean five, this I've heard about your Richard, this game eight with some girth. Um, this game is probably like a six for me, maybe a five, five or a six for me. And I rate that based on just the enjoyment. Jeff. No, but that's that's for me, and I, I've tried to to preface that by saying there's certain games that I like more than this. Uh, but I I know for a fact if you're an Animal Crossing fan, this game is amazing and you love it. So that is what it is. You know, what else can I say? I imagine if I ended up playing a game like Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm gonna love that game. I hope one day you do. To the point where I probably couldn't wait to get on the podcast and talk about it. That's funny. Um, well, good. I'm I'm glad you gave it a shot, though. I really and I, I like I, I didn't. Literally every day, because uh, during our move and closing on the house, the switch was the easiest device to carry around. Mm-hmm. So I played it every day. You log in, and and that's another thing the game rewards you for logging in daily. Gives you free um, points to access the little stations and yeah. You know, that New kind stuff. of stuff. But you well, know, good. It, it, Sean's rating for the games a six, but I I recognize the game's probably a solid. I don't know, a nine. Yeah, maybe an eight, eight five or a nine if you're an Animal Crossing fan. So yeah, take that with a grain of salt. Pinch it in salt. your spaghetti, and enjoy your meatballs. What, well, what does that even mean? <laughs> Thank you to Clarissa for that expert analysis and uh, Sean for whatever that was. Um, <laughs> you know how tough it is for me to have to follow that up and not knowing at all what she said? Oh, man. She really Dude, did go curveball. You're going to be embarrassed, Sean. You really no, I'm, are. I'm not because she's, she, she can love Animal Crossing. And she's awesome because she'll also play Diablo. There's that she so did. She, she balances it out, right? Yeah. Until Until one day... She didn't anymore. That's right. That day comes for us all. You're like, That's I right. can only have so much gear. <laughs> um, no, I'm talking about oh. losing your save file. <laughs> oh, yes, Chris. <laughs> wasn't my fault. It was totally your I fault. I got the character back. <laughs> you did not. I did my best. I helped get the character back. Oh, in that sense, yes. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, you guys want to do some news? Yeah, I got to go trade in Animal Crossing first. Oh, okay. See you in about <laughs> we'll wait, three hours. We'll wait, we're right here. Oh, John, did she bring up the fact that if there is multiple people, did she, Chris, that want to play the game on a Switch? Yeah, she brought oh, that yeah, up. Oh, yeah, harp, she harped on it. Justifiably, Ooh. she harped on Ooh. it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Such a bizarre Ooh. decision. Ooh. But, uh, yeah. Let's, um, let's... Hey, if that was free, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, let's do some news. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. 
News! We suck at this remotely. Because <laughs> John's camera is not. I got so much hair now. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's time to Jack Shepard that hair, buddy. You know, I have no excuse. Most people uh, that don't shave their heads like I do during the quarantine, they don't have their bar or their stylist. I don't have that excuse. That's true. You don't. I'm just, I'm just a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> That's news, John. Well, if you shaved your beard, it'd be really shocking. Boo. <laughs> System Shock 3 is still in development, John and Chris. Breathe a sigh of relief, System Shock fans. The developer of System Shock 3 has confirmed that the game is in development despite rumors of layoff. Walter Sommel, <laughs> VP of Marketing and Business Development, indicated, quote, we're still here. We're working remotely now. Our new concept is coming along nicely, and we're really excited about it. Somal also noted the game's distinctive R-style. I'm Ron Burgundy. And gameplay <laughs> coming together nicely in Unreal Engine 4. I know it's a tease, hee <laughs> hee, but I just can't really say anything about it at this point. The good news after reports in February that production was in trouble due to layoffs and a sale back to Warren Spector and Other Side Entertainment earlier this year. The game was first announced back in 2015, with footage finally being released in the year that was apparently way better than 2020, and that is 2019. That's fair. This game has got to be trash. It's just, I can't see any way that this game is going to come out solid. I don't know. Are you talking about Metroid Prime 4? Ooh. Ooh. What happened, John? John's literally what? leaving the house to come get in his car, and he's I mean, going to be another game that got sold and bounced back around and's in development forever. And not only is that a problem because that game is going to suck, but my my family just wafted dinner in my face. <laughs> it was cruel. I, yeah. It was a shock to my system. I would say I wait and see. You know, uh, I have hope, but. Y- yeah, I mean, it's never good when games take forever. Um, but on the other hand, I mean, that Black Mesa game that was done not too long ago took forever. Uh, and that turned out well. So, you know, who knows? It is, isn't that a frame-by-frame frame carbon copy of... Of the original Half-Life, Half-Life yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if people can do that, I guess it just... It's a bunch of unknowns because you don't even have the original people working on this, right? So, yeah. Well, Warren Spector, but yeah, that he's yeah. got his hands directly in it. <laughs> I guess I would have more hope maybe if, like, I saw the words Ken and Levine together, but you know, you know, one does. Yeah, one does. My Can't options for for System Shock games are limited at best. Speaking of limited, there's a limited stock for PS5. That's what I heard, Josh. That's what I heard, too. There are reports floating around that the PS5 production output would be limited in the first year of the console's release. Indeed. Limited. Uh, Sony predicts a higher price to affect demand for its new console. According to Bloomberg, people familiar with the matter claim that Sony will be set to produce fewer PS5 units in the console's first year than it did for the launch of PS4 in 2013. 
2013. Apparently, the plan is to manufacture 5 to 6 million units by March 2021. And by comparison, PS4 sold 7 million units in its first five months on the market. The report indicates a price tag that could be $499 to $549, which is causing the company to scale down production. I got to tell you, uh, $549 sounds sounds bad it's not it's i understand that you know upgraded for you know adjusted for inflation yeah i get it mm. but people don't psychologically recognize that i mean 549 just sounds like a steep price for a console like this i think um what was it ign does like you know it's been doing this series on the console wars and one of those weeks they you know they did a a user poll, which of course is anecdotal evidence, but uh, anecdotal. <laughs> thank you. I was waiting for it. Um, but uh, I think at the time they said they, of uh, people who said like they did not care what the price was, it was maybe about 14 or 15%. And then I want to say it was maybe 20% that said they would be okay paying between five and $600 for it. You know? Well, you say that, right? But yeah. as you guys are talking, I, I wanted to revisit uh, a time in the world in the year was circa night, uh, not, I'm sorry, circa 2006. Sure. And, and that was the year a console titled PS3 launched. For and just to refresh, low price. refresh your, your, for the low price of uh, $499, you got a PS3 with a 20 gig hard drive. And if you wanted a larger 60 gig hard drive, you paid $599. Back in the day. Yep. Uh, guys, I didn't get a PS3 for a long time. <laughs> yeah. It makes me Just wonder um, more so because, I mean, I'm guessing the Xbox is going to be in the same price range, right? Like somewhere between five and $600. Bill, and Bill is signaling that it's not going to be above $500. He's mm -hmm. not saying it out loud, but he is suggesting yeah. that this box is $499. Uh, yeah, which is... He's hinting very strong. Um, I guess it's just, it'll be interesting to see how it goes because, like, I'm thinking of things like the game we're talking about next week, right? How long would they wait until they feel comfortable releasing it on PlayStation 5? Um, and it might be that kind of thing where we have this war not so much of right at launch because I think regardless, these things are going to sell out you know, their first shipments because they always do. Right. Uh, unless this global pandemic is still causing major harm on the economy, then I guess that might be a different story altogether and maybe they'll revise even to fewer units. But, um, I would more so be interested in the war between them. If it is four ninety nine or, or five fifty, who can get to three ninety nine first, Right. That might be the interesting thing to see how that plays out. And that might be a very big determining factor. Like Microsoft just goes, you know what? We'll we'll bite this bullet because we we believe that if we make this thing uh four fifty or four ninety nine or even if they can get down to three ninety nine, we will see this much in sales compared to what Sony's at right now. Yeah, Sony's just in a position where it just seems like, and you've and you've heard the rumors. Uh, it just seems like their parts 
are just costing way too much money. The things they're trying to do with the machine are just costing way too much money on the on the on one side of it. That that, that it's just going to be impossible. You know, as 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 big of a stumbling block as it as it is, as it has appeared to be for PS4 uh, PS5 rather. You know, with not giving us a lot of information, giving us that uh, PowerPoint presentation on on the specs of the console, it seems to me like fan support is still with them. They yeah, still yeah, are the yeah. they, they're still their their console is still the most anticipated, but they don't have a whole lot of grace left. Yeah. And this price point could be the nail in the coffin. Look, PS, know, PS, PS3 pulled out of it. Don't get me wrong. They ended up selling 90 million units, mm-hmm. but everybody remembers that $600 price tag in the same way that they remember the launch of the Xbox one. It was the same type of debacle. One cost it cost more than the other um, down the road. But, you know, I, I just don't see, I see a struggling market not being able to support anything above $500 and $500 is pushing it. Yeah. It just, it does seem like (laughs) how did it's almost like a storm is brewing in the sense that like it would be catastrophic to, to not have a nice, you know, a nice launch of your system Mm -hmm. in a possible post COVID-19 world where, other things seem more important than spending $600 on a video game console mm-hmm. to, to most families. Like we're, we're in a unique circle that we're gamers. We've been gamers our whole lives. We, we know the news that are coming out. I mean, but I don't know, dude. Uh, yeah. Like you did mention Sony has this particular loyal fan base. I mean, uh, on the other side, people are going to say, you know, N- Nintendo and, Microsoft do too, but there's something about a Sony fan, a Sony fanboy. Uh, they're really loyal, and it's gonna. It, it, you're right. It's gonna take a lot, and it feels like if Sony, Sony and the PS5 leading up to this point had a a set of armor on, they've been getting hit, and some of the armor is starting to fall off. But all it's gonna take is for them not to release it for four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Come in at like four fifty or you know three ninety nine, and then all of this stuff goes away, and then all of a sudden people love the Detroit Become Human controller that's out there, and everything about it comes together, and we we were looking like, oh my god, you know. Uh, I don't. Well, I wonder me, if um if I go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Um, I wonder. I mean, it it just as much as people love Mark Cerny. I feel like if if this does go badly for them, it's him kind of making his same mistakes, right? Like PS3, they were so confident and to the point where he was like, we don't need to make our uh, writing script the same as universal PC language. We're going to make a better one that can do all these things. And it ended up being something developers hated, right? And it drove the cost of the system up drastically. Uh, it made it very hard versus like Microsoft at the time putting out the Xbox 360 and just being like, this is built on PC parts and we're just going to price it to uh, what we think is the best spec that we can get for an affordable price. And now it almost feels like the same thing again, maybe not quite as drastically because they are using uh, normal PC uh, scripture, but at the same time, like they made such a big deal about this SSD and you almost wonder is like is that the thing that's going to really 
make it hard for them for the first couple of years because it's a a, a Ah, I can't say that word. Proprietary. Uh, Proprietary? Yeah. I got um, you, bro. I got you. A piece of equipment that they've made from the ground up, and you just wonder. They they were so concerned about, look at all these speeds now. We don't have to have this huge graphics card like Microsoft has. And you wonder, well, is the trade-off that... Ti, bro. Yeah, is the trade-off that Microsoft's like, well, yeah, but at the same time, we have this graphics card that and this uh, you know, great memory over here and everything and a pretty solid solid state itself and it costs way less than what you did for this right we don't have to worry about the return on it um because these things are going to be mass produced and the price is just going to easily drop as time goes on as more you know as this architecture is used in more affordable graphics cards not just on the xbox but on pcs in general well uh for those of you old enough to remember there used to be a a battle Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was Blu-ray versus HD DVD. I had an HD DVD. One of those ones. I ran right. into I ran into Chris at Walmart the night that that came. The, yeah. the night that the HD because I think it was an attachment. Yeah, it was like an optical for the console. It was an yeah. optical drive you could attach to it, and it worked yeah. great. Well, I say that because one of those ended up winning big. It did. Right. <laughs> so you got to wonder if this battle between Sony and Microsoft. Yeah, they're loyal because, I mean, even the PS3, Xbox 360, where Xbox 360 dominated so much early on and, and, you know, I think definitely won America during that time period, right? Like, by the time you got to the back half of the system, that was when you really saw Sony come through a boom because there are a lot of people, especially around the world, that that is their brand of choice is Sony, you know, as far as uh, gaming. And it's been that way since PS2 era. I'll say this. I'll, I'll make this prediction. I will say that both of both both of them, but but certainly, if not both of them, one of these consoles is going to be delayed to the earliest March mm-hmm. of twenty twenty. Is this a is this a prediction alert? This is this is a prediction. Uh, my prediction likely, if if it's not going to be both of them, it's definitely going to be Sony. I think there's just no other way to get around. Yeah this so that's just that's just my thoughts on it they're definitely you know and 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 it's not like systems haven't released in march before i think playstation 2 released in march originally it did nintendo switch nintendo switch did as well so see fun fact so it's uh you know i hope you have a lot of friends well if you're feeling down after we just completely (laughs) bash ps5 and sony i got some good news for you sony is here for you The company has patented an autonomous robotic gaming companion that has the ability to sympathize with the user and reacts to their emotions during gameplay. You don't want to be around me when I'm getting owned in a shooter. Okay. Yes. (laughs) A listing was found on the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office website uh, depicts the robot as a fuzzy little guy who sits next to you on the sofa. I don't like people next to me on a sofa. Picture a big hunk of cotton, nice and soft. It has no mouth, but it has a pair of eyes and is wearing boots. Why not no fuzzy mouth. socks? Why not I'm fuzzy socks? Need a, I need a mouth, need a mouth. there. Yeah, I got to have a mouth. Never <laughs> the robot is said to be autonomous and can sit beside you on the so- sofa of its own accord. It can also play against you in video games. The robot has what is called a, quote, 
feeling deduction unit and can detect the user's emotion. It can detect joy, anger, love, and surprise. Ooh. And we'll have a biological sensor that can track the user's heart rate and sweating state. If you've got Paulie, uh, Paul was going to say Paulie. You've got sweaty palms, you're in trouble. The idea is to have a joint viewing experience that will motivate users to play games and react to them in absence of a face-to-face relationship with another person. And that's it. We got it sounds, you. It sounds horrifying. It sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. The robots are going to take over. This is this is how especially, it starts. Especially if it has no mouth. You know, I, 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 can it also like ridicule you as you're sucking at a first-person shooter? Oh, dude. <laughs> if you set it to really be like the group of guys that give each other a bunch of, you know, ball busting yes. comments. I'm glad I knew no other word but the curse word to say there, and John came through. <laughs> it's yeah. Um, weirdest thing. Japanese companies do really weird things. So who knows? Maybe in five years we'll all have one of these, and it feels like the start of a Black Mirror episode. But you know, if I come to your house and you have a a doll, Chris, <laughs> first I'm going to remember that you said that. First of all. <laughs> I'm going to say Japanese just, companies, huh? It's just so funny to see the drawing, the concept drawing of him, like sitting on the couch with a guy gaming. <laughs> uh, it's it's quite weird. What if they literally ship you one and the PlayStation box is gigantic? <laughs> that would be awesome. I think I'd be happy to have a real one. Yes. Fuzzy guy. I hope he doesn't get delayed. Well, speaking of delays, Death Stranding on PC has been delayed uh, to July 14th due to temporary closure of Kojima Productions. According to the tweet, quote, following the temporary closure of Kojima Productions, we have had to delay the PC launch of Death Stranding to July 14th, 2020 to allow more development time amidst... The current work from home orders in place. Don't worry, Georgia lifted that. Thank you for all your patience and continued support. <laughs> We're gonna die. <laughs> the original release date for June uh, was for June second, which was revealed back in early March. Yeah, That's, I mean June June to the July is not bad. No, and there's, there's nothing to. I don't. I mean, Kojima shouldn't be sweating this. I think most people who played it played it on ps4 it'll get some residual you know income from residuals i mean (laughs) so ain't no big deal it's not like it's going to be cross play you know what i mean yeah i mean they're not opting out for sure you know like cross players are known to um it will do fine once it uh once it hits steam pc people love these things (laughs) well chris people also love call of duty and warzone um, but it's still suffering from cheating, primarily from you stinking PC users. We will hack you. <laughs> <laughs> we will own you. We will hack you. The problem has become so rampant that it's suggested that at least one player in any given match is cheating. With Activision, ha- um, with Activision, have a very difficult time having a very difficult time cracking down on the problem. Uh, I'm Ron Burgundy. Due to this, many console players are opting out of crossplay to avoid game sessions with cheaters. There is a difference of wait time to start a game with crossplay, taking seconds and just 
and just uh, and just console play taking minutes. However, to avoid cheating, it seems to be you know a small price a price to pay for sure. I don't want to get owned by a cheater in a game that will make me angry if I get owned. So far, Activision has banned over seventy thousand players' account. It's probably just two guys who keep making the same account over and over, which will be funny. Uh, but that part. is part uh, you're about to say. But that is part of their zero tolerance policy. So yeah, it's primarily. I mean, this is a problem for all games. It's it's usually in China and Russia and Southeast Asia where these things are rampant. Just a lot of people that go through, and I don't know why, but this is we, should, I, we should close the border. I guess I will it, say this: build a wall. <laughs> the uh, I'm noting. I'm noting here this trend, John. Uh, I know that you're head of the editorial staff for the news, mm-hmm. and uh, there sure is a lot of stuff on PC on here all of a sudden. <laughs> Years. Just Couldn't saying. get him to cover one thing on a PC. Now, all of a sudden, now it's PC. everything. They're stranding PC delayed. PC cheaters. Can your PC handle it? <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I, I hope... Uh, if if whenever I read these kind of things, I go, I don't know how true they are because honestly, Sean, you know this. Like when you're the people we played with for years in that game, anyone is doing anything, they're cheating in the eyes of a player. Oh, they're yeah. dying. Oh, so yeah, yeah, I don't this know. This goes back to like SOCOM, yeah. where if you if you got owned in a one, all of a sudden I had a lag switch that you didn't have. Yeah, remember when people used to say it's got a lag switch on, bro? <laughs> it's like you just got owned. You, your internet sucks, or you, your TV yeah. latent. I mean, whatever. It just get good. It, it's it's been the thing for me where I've been like, I don't understand. To me, the the bigger issue has always been in my mind. I'm like, if people are playing with mouse and keyboard versus people on consoles playing with a controller, good luck at that. You know, and I would definitely see that be the more likely thing that's going to give you problems, but. If it is a problem, then, you know, that's on Activision to have systems in place to make sure that, you know, these people that are obviously cheating uh, get kicked out as and, soon as possible. And, and and that's part of and that's part of the story, you know, bigger picture that is, is Activision's failure to, I guess, think ahead and yeah. catch these 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 cheaters or mm-hmm. putting um, things in place to catch them because it's rampant. Yeah. 70,000 already banned and they're still doing it constantly. Oh, that's, I I would say this 70,000 is like nothing. (laughs) If you look at like the, like seriously, if you look at like the scale of like something like overwatch or, um, apex, you know, PUBG and such through the years. I mean, like I said, like you just have all these accounts primarily uh, it's like Russia and all that area. And it's because usually it's people who for a living, what they do is they build up accounts and then they sell those accounts to people so that they have all these things unlocked and everything, right? They don't have to worry about it. Uh, day one, once they start playing the game, they're like, Oh, look, I have all the weapons unlocked and all these skins and all these attachments I can use. So, you know, that's what sucks, right? For people. Yeah. They're, they're having a hard time handling it yeah i'm guessing covid's probably not helping them (laughs) (laughs) it could be covid chris it could just be their whack pcs speaking of pcs where are you building right now in the background is that a pc no (laughs) (laughs) why are you wearing a 
t-shirt says i love pcs i'm mr pc master race Woo. why do you have that bracelet on that prevents static electricity while you're building a pc <laughs> it's just for style i'm just wearing it right now <laughs> john didn't know those existed yeah they that you you wear them and they attach to the metal component yep. you're working with yeah <laughs> he would do that he would do that yeah <laughs> so uh <laughs> Speaking of PCs, can your PC handle it? Crytek has officially announced Crisis Remaster for PC, Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and Nintendo Switch. <laughs> this will, this will, it's all yeah. This will actually be the first Crisis game to ever appear on a Nintendo yeah. console. The game is, the game is being co-developed by Saber Interactive, and the and the game will feature improved graphics and optimizations for current gen consoles to include high quality textures, improved art, new light setting, motion blur, and particle effects. No release date has been announced, so we don't know when your Nintendo Switch will start to melt. I predict this will be the worst optimized game ever because that's basically why. No, bro, The Witcher 3 looks great on Nintendo Switch. No, no, I mean for that. I just mean in general because the reason why Crisis used to not be oh, ran yeah. at max settings was not because of a lack of power. It was right. because Crytek was terrible at writing code that was efficient. So, Can Crysek... Crisis can can crisis handle it? Can you run Crisis, bro? I could not so funny. run it. That's why I giggle that it's going to be on Switch. I'm like, Crisis on Switch, hilarious. You have to be a PC nerd to get it. Unlike Nintendo fans, which are record breaking. Apparently, March 2020 was a great month to record breaking to be uh, more like legit for you um that was for both what? nintendo switch and animal cross the game achieved the highest launch month physical dollar and unit sales of any nintendo published game and passing call of duty as the best-selling game of the month that's pretty impressive actually animal crossing is now only second to smash bros uh in addition nintendo switch set a record for console sales for any march month here are the best-selling games for march uh, Animal Crossing is at one. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is at two. MLB The Show 20 is at three. Resident Evil 3 is at four. NBA 2K20 is at five. Doom yeah. Eternal is at six. Persona 5 Royale, what up, Tim? Is at seven. Grand Theft Auto 5 is at yeah. eight. <laughs> Greatest game ever, dude. Borderlands 3 is at nine. Nine! And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which has the best Animal Crossing game uh, map in it ever, is at 10. I think we should note here for Doom Eternal um, that <laughs> Steam sales are not included in these projections. It has to be. Yeah. yeah everybody yeah. played that game. Yeah. And well, they also played Animal Crossing. They released on the same day or whatever. But I would imagine if, uh, yeah, if, if that was the case, if you pulled in the Steam sales and Epic Game Store sales, uh, you would probably have i mean i think animal crossing probably would maybe still win out because that is a very very popular game well, but if you pulled in the eShop sales i i think it would be number two on the list though <laughs> surprising to me is resident evil 3 I, I i just i didn't think that game got a lot of goodwill mm-hmm. here i am on my here i am having played through the campaign twice but um yeah I, i'm 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 happy that that one um did as well as it did so yeah but um, man, too many Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. 
Number yeah. 10. Apparently, mm-hmm. uh, legit, if you go to a store now with your mask on and social distance and you look for a Nintendo Switch, you won't find one. Yeah, you won't find. Yeah, people are setting up bots to pretty much buy them up whenever they come on sale and then they turn a profit to and sell it for $500, $600 on eBay. So that's nice. Very Yay, nice. Capitalism. That's kind of like, you know, people <laughs> cheating in uh, Call of Duty. That's right. <laughs> Close to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, when I read that, I was I actually thought of Chris. Uh, back in the day when I first, I guess a couple of, well, 2006, he bought a couple of Wii's. Yeah. Chris, how, how much did you sell your the one of the Wii's for? Um, let's see. So they were 250, right? Launch. I think that was Something right. Like that. Yeah. Um, and I want to say I at least sold it for 500, at least. It, I didn't it was probably that. 500. I said at least 500. It probably yeah. was higher. Wow. Yeah. Shrewd, brother. Shrewd. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, Go ahead, that said, I did not, I did not, uh, set up bots to do that. I literally slept outside and, and got it. You literally slept outside, buddy. I did. Hmm. And then I played, uh, Twilight Princess and I was like, why did I buy this piece of whatever you played? We bowling. It was like, this is, then I was I like, this, this is why I bought this thing. <laughs> Then oh, tennis and uh, baseball. Oh, man. The home run derby one? Mm-hmm. Hey, can y'all hear that, by the way? Yes. All right, so that is my floor being installed. I don't hear it. I should probably switch. I like how you're putting floor in the room that you're going to record in because, no, no, you know. No. I'm, in, I'm in my room. Yeah, okay. The living room and foyer now has... Wood. Type stuff now. Yeah. Sounds like you got too many cooks in your kitchen. You know it does. Speaking of cooks, uh, there's a new cooking mama out on um out there now. Is uh, there cooking though? Mama Cookstar. <laughs> yeah. Well uh so cooking mama cookstar, it which is just hard to take that title seriously. So it's a bad game according to many who review, who've reviewed it. However, the drama does not stop there. Apparently, the game was never supposed to come out at this time. According to mm. Cooking Mama Creator, Office Create, the release of the game by retail and digital was unauthorized, and the company is now looking into legal action against the game's publisher, Planet Entertainment. According to a statement released by Office Create, the license holder, quote, rejected a wide range of deficiencies affecting the overall feel quality and content of the game in quote according to office create planet was contractually obligated to quote correct the identified deficiencies and resubmit the corrected game for office creates approval in quote according to planet entertainment they uh sorry they were well within their rights to publish the game stating quote there is no active litigation or ruling that prevents planet from publishing the game they do admit creative differences between the two parties. Currently, the game is not available on the Nintendo eShop um, because um, of their relationship with ne- uh, Nintendo. They successfully pulled it, but is being sold via retail in certain areas. IGN, for one, got a copy of this, and I think they gave a three or a four. Uh-oh. Uh, so it's so it's so it's um, especially on, on John, John, and John. Uh, let go for a second because you're ghosting in audio. Calm down, John. <laughs> 
You're ghosting down. for me too. Oh no, this is bad. Um, oh, no. oh no. And the videos are, are dying. Let me turn off the camera. See if that helps. Oh no. Um, it's on my internet now, boys. Uh-huh. Okay. I think we're good now. Continue. So, so yeah, IG, IG, <laughs> IGN gave this a three or a four. I don't remember. It's it's tanking on Metacritic for people, yeah, for people who have actually gotten copies of it. Um, so I mean, this game's available. It's hard to find because because it's been it's been pulled everywhere. But um, I'm interesting. Bet. It was an interesting story because it was it took a while to unpack everything and get the details of what the disagreement was. Um, so every, you know, I was, I've been scratching my head for a week trying to figure out how to even write the story piece. So my, anybody ever played a cooking mama? I, I assume it's like, like overcooked. I, you're thinking uh, of overcooked. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Chris and I played overcooked is what I was going to say, but I don't think I've ever played cooking mama. And did anybody else, uh, this would be directly a question for Chris or John. Did you do one of two things? Did you see the word cook star and thought it was something else at first? But when you realized it was cook star, <laughs> did you start that's singing the, it in the tune of rock star by Nickelback? Nickelback? No, well, that's, that's no, no. On the second that, part. Definitely. Yes. On the first part. What you thought it might've been. I thought it was Richard star. Is, is it, that yes. the, is that the name of your Richard? <laughs> It's going to be starting tomorrow. I mean, from afar, this sounds like to me that um, the publisher maybe is having some financial difficulties right now and said, we're going to put this thing out regardless of how people feel about it, right? Because we need cash flow. We're going to put the game out, see? We're not going to worry about lawsuits, see? But I guess that, that, that explains why it's so terrible, because if you know, a developer doesn't feel like they're done on it, we're going to call it Cooking Mama. Quick yeah. star, see? Show that Cooking Mama. I need my money, see? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they should retract that, huh? Speaking of retraction. <laughs> a ghost of retraction, official PlayStation Magazine UK has released a statement on social media acknowledging some inaccuracies on a recent article on uh, the game Ghost of Tsushima. We've been made aware of inaccuracies in our March 2020 cover story and more recent May. 2020 article for Ghost of Tsushima. The two articles were based on an interview conducted in 2018, as well as a publicly available official blog posts and trailers. Details were scarce on what exactly was inaccurate, but we can assume Umi. It was regarding the waypoint system and the ally system in the game. John, Chris, thoughts, prayers? So, Sean, uh, one care. of the things, one of the cooler stories of last week was. Um, was getting these details on Ghost of Tsushima, which I know you're particularly looking forward to. The the waypoint yes. system where there was there was no clear navigational points in the map of the world, so you kind of had to rely on your own uh, sense of direction to know where you're going. Oh, you just had to and wing it. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's <laughs> uh, I guess the wing it system. <laughs> and then one of the cooler things uh, about it was. Um, your ability to either use samurai skills or ninja skills or a combination of both and people you interact with in the world. For example, your since your, your samurai master does not have any respect for ninja skills. So if you started using during the course of the game, more of your ninja skills, you'd sort of fracture your relationship with that master. That's a samurai master. Um, 
so it was it was an interesting dynamic to the game where certain decisions you made would sort of fracture relationships you built within the game, which is nothing particularly new, but it just added a nice little twist to the game. And and apparently, it, it, like it like it like it said, it didn't specify what is inaccurate, but we can assume these were the two things that were inaccurate, which is a bummer. Also, Sean, it was reported that in this game. Uh, the experience you earn, if you die, you lose it unless you can get back to your body. There's going to be an ogre uh, that you fight <laughs> within five minutes. And by the way, these uh, enemies can kill you in three hits or less. Get good. There's and no easy parrying. mode. <laughs> Hashtag get good. You got to parry all of it. It's yes. all parrying. I hate. Look, I used to watch uh, Phineas and Ferb, and now I can't because that platypus's name was Perry. And that's how much I hate Perry. John, do you I hate like Perry Farrell? I do too. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, I used to watch it with Aiden when he used to watch it. When he was a little tyke, little tyke. Yeah. All right, guys. It's our second to last. Finally, this week with Chris. Finally, <laughs> back in tears. Finally, finally, finally. This week. That was new. That was a little different. Yeah. I bring that one out. It's the best one you ever had one week before you quit. Said the trends, guys. right? I'm saying all the great trends right before I leave. <laughs> trends. Guys, this is, uh, this, is, this is the least I shocking read. news. I'm reading this one. Why? Executive Probably. decision. I lose these powers. I'm taking them now. I don't know. Take it away. <laughs> Rockstar is currently in the beginning stages of working on the new GTA Boo. game. <laughs> However, the next entry will likely take on a different type of a development schedule than the previous works. An anonymous source has confirmed that this is true due to recent exposure to work habits in the development of Red Dead Redemption 2 by Kotaku and others. The developer is taking a different approach to be uh, to the newfound hot buzzword of crunch. Due to changing conditions at Rockstar, the company is considering ways of altering production to avoid similar current crunch issues one way is to make gta 6 a very modest release with multiple updates over the course of continuing years in order to help mitigate stress and crunch rockstar has also attempted to weed out some levels of leadership in order to avoid future crunch time will tell if this will have a huge impact on the culture of rockstar yay as you were reading that i was thinking rockstar should make a cereal called stress and crunch (laughs) i gotta have my crunch (laughs) I love cereal. I think these sound good right now, but um, until I see it, I won't believe it. <laughs> that kind of thing, right? Because yeah, I think only once, time will tell. Yeah, once rock stars starts having their grand ideas and their visions of what they want to accomplish visually and, and narratively and gameplay wise, it it gets visually and narratively, bro. Yeah, like it gets so complex and is usually so groundbreaking right of what is going on in the industry that that's how they do it they they push to a very hard extreme but you know this is how we do, do it <laughs> but I, don't know. I don't know maybe maybe it is the start of something new though yeah either maybe. way Who i knows? just won gta 6 <laughs> and if you get it it'll be the best-selling game on every month for like 10 years i'll come back on the show <laughs> and I'll wait eight years, and for the nineteenth month, it will be GTA Six is on the uh, best selling. 
I gotta mute myself. So uh, go ahead and get ready for emails. Um, or gotta, keep talking, and I gotta leave like immediately. Do you, you uh, mute yourself in front of us? I, I'll be right. I'm gonna mute myself in front of you guys. I'll be right. BRB, bro. Uh, John, you got anything or? No, I'm good, man. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you want to wrap this up? Just to be safe. Somewhere Sean's going never. I'm doing it though, cause he's not here to stop me. Ha 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 ha. don't send us emails you would think I in a coronavirus world that we'd have a ton of emails right but i think what it is is just that a lot of people are you know they're at home like and they're yeah. not driving and listening because i think that's when most people or work do that. well i mean they still gotta work a lot of them say they listen sure. to while they're working yeah uh yeah. but it's fine you know if you want to write me an email next week, you can send it to weeklygameschat@gmail.com because you didn't send one this week. And I was so upset, I decided to quit the show. That's that's what happens when daddy <laughs> doesn't get his doesn't get his emails. A kid. Uh, but you know, that you will get a lot next week, right? You mother Um we shall, we shall see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I expect one because <laughs> like you said probably what's going to happen is nobody listens for about nobody who has I where yeah like I, I'm totally going on the idea of this is going to be the greatest quiet exit ever and then people will come back and especially like you should just add the most random third host you could think of for the first episode <laughs> and people are just like what the f-? like what the f- that's not on. Chris. I don't think that's Chris. Where'd Chris go? Uh, Sean, did anyone write a tweet to us this week? We did get one mentioned by uh, at Baldy Pal. Says at Weekly Game Chat, how do you feel about the new uh, Horizon Animal Crossing One Island Limit? Personally, it's made my kids mad at one another because they can't play their quote own game. And I think we share that that thread especially john yeah. and his wife his wife uh, who, tried, who tried to do the same thing i have not had to deal with that yet but i've read that it's terrible penny john? has been uh, very upset she wanted to have her own island john well uh, yeah it sucks <laughs> like hard uh, so like you gave up the ability to play that game just so that your wife would have her own island oh yeah Cause I love her a lot. You never gave yeah. up an island for me. Right. Just saying. Correct. Yep. And I'm I sure paid one did. third of your rent for how many years? What'd you get I, for me? I paid one third of your rent. That's not the way this works. I said it first. <laughs> <laughs> I paid. It's one. like when somebody drops an f bomb at you first. You yeah. can't follow it up, but it will f bomb you too. It just it loses no. its luster. It's like no. You gotta go to a different one. Gotta call me unless a you say, "F me." Well, f you. <laughs> and then, like a chair scoots, and we've got a redneck fight going on. Yeah. Yes. 
Oh, I'm well. not a redneck. I'm a hillbilly. <laughs> How about you're not from you you're that? not from get West Virginia. You're not from West Virginia. Sean's not listening. Sean's checking something. But anyway, <laughs> yep. Yeah, whatever. Still a conversational podcast. Two things. We did have one new follow at Tido Monkey. Oh, which is which is Tommy. You know him. Tommy. Tommy. Oh yeah, yeah. He's so a good guy. Out. Good guy. Thanks for the follow. And uh yeah. That's we got one more week to give Chris's thoughts and prayers via email. Thoughts and prayers. As he mentioned. Um because we're not gonna read anything about Chris after he leaves. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. He's like you be don't like even who? you don't even like forward it to me, you just delete. <laughs> we would never. Uh but anyways. Uh, this has been episode 252 of Weekly Games Chat. Definitely one of the most unique I've done. Um, and if you want to listen to the show next week, I'd appreciate it. But, you know, <laughs> if, uh, you know, you want to make sure you can listen to them every week, you should go to your podcast service. And make sure you subscribe to us and you'll get a new episode just like this one every Wednesday for your listening pleasure. Though it might be very different after the next one. Um, if you want to follow us on the uh, webs of socialness, you can find us on Twitter, on Facebook in theory. Uh, yeah, that's going to die. We're killing right. that one. I might just delete that page. <laughs> um, you can, of course, join our Discord community, which has tons of listeners that are consistently talking about various topics, not just games, but shows, music, sports, everything. It's a fun community, so come check it out. I will still be there after next week. I promise you that. Uh, and if you want to write your thoughts and prayers, wherever they may Those be, prayers. You can do so by writing weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. For the next to last time, I'm going to just say game on, Sean. Game on, Chris. Game on, John. Game on, Chrissy Poo and Shawnee Wani. Game on, Johnny Bear. Your mom's Peace out, everybody. Thug life. Jesus, he really went hot on that one, didn't he? (laughs)